48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. Health experts and unions warn against closing the Kuai container terminal despite a major COVID-19 outbreak. There are calls for caution as reports emerge that restaurants will be allowed to open past six o'clock. And a mechanic is jailed for eight years over blunders that caused a deadly explosion. A government adviser on infectious diseases says it might not be possible to close a Kuai Ching container terminal despite a major outbreak of COVID-19 there. Some 63 people connected to the terminal have been diagnosed with the coronavirus, including 41 linked to one company, Wangqi Port Operations Services. Chinese University professor David Hoy says that the cases probably involve environmental contamination of a staff rest area or contact with infected sea crew. He says closing and disinfecting the facilities and testing workers should be sufficient. Closing the terminal is quite a big problem for Hong Kong because a lot of the cargo actually bring in a lot of useful materials for Hong Kong. If you close the whole cargo terminal, there will be a lot of products that we are not able to get access to. So I think we just need to close the resting room and associated company that have been confirmed to have the cases. Trade unions have also advised against closing the terminal. The Container Transportation Employees General Union says companies should instead step up cleaning and offer more restroom for workers with measures to prevent close contact. The Confederation of Trade Unions, Wang Yiloi, also says it's a good opportunity for companies to improve staff rest areas, which are usually crowded and have shared bunk beds. RTHK understands that the government is considering easing restrictions on restaurants to allow them to serve diners in the evening. At the moment, only takeaways are allowed after six o'clock, but the rules are due to expire tomorrow, and media reports say the government is considering allowing dine-in services until around ten o'clock. Other restrictions, including a limit of two diners per table, will remain. Professor Hoy cast doubt on moves to ease the restriction. If we relax the dinner service, that will encourage more people to come out. That would not help the uh, infection control. And also, the government is starting the universal testing very soon, and yet there is no stay-at-home order. And by opening the dinner time, this may even further compromise the aim of this universal testing. But the president of the Medical Association, Choi Ken, thinks a mild relaxation of dining hours can help restaurants and improve the mood of Hong Kong people. I eat out every night and I see that most restaurants are at the verge of bankruptcy. I think uh, mild relaxation is a possible way out financially for these restaurants and the strict rules, if you keep this up too long, citizens will not be able to manage themselves. In fact, uh, we are seeing a lot of patients who have mood problems, uh, depression and phobia and all sorts of psychiatric problems after the arrival of covid a professor of public health says he believes Hong Kong will bring its third wave of infections under control. But Benjamin Cowling of the University of Hong Kong says that the experience of New Zealand, which saw a fresh outbreak after 102 days without local transmission, shows COVID-19 will inevitably return. For Hong Kong, the lesson is then, even after this third wave is over, after we have a, a period of time with zero local cases, we may return a little bit more to normal. Maybe we can have larger groups going back out to restaurants again. Restaurants can fill up, beaches can open, uh, clubs can open, gyms can open, etc. But sooner or later, the virus will come back again 
and we'll have a fourth wave. I think that that's very clear now. I think when our third wave started, some people were a little bit surprised, but no one's going to be surprised in a few months' time when we have a fourth wave and then a fifth wave and so on. The High Court has jailed a 39-year-old mechanic for eight years over a deadly explosion at a Wong Tai-Sin garage. Timmy Sung has more. Passing sentence, Judge Judiana Ban said Lai Chi Ho's actions on April 26, 2015 were shocking and required a heavy sentence. She said Lai was not licensed to repair a taxi's liquefied petroleum gas tank and used what he knew to be an illegal procedure to do so. What's more, he closed the door of the garage to hide his actions, leading to a greater concentration of the gas. Three people, Lai's boss, a taxi driver, and a woman in the next door, died in a subsequent blast. Justice Ban said she accepted Lai's argument that he was acting on the instructions of his late boss, but told him he still needed to take responsibility. She said the court needed to send a clear message that carrying out repairs without qualifications was dangerous. She deducted a year from his sentence due to the length of time that had passed before the trial. Earlier this month, a seven-member jury unanimously convicted Lai on all three counts. After hearing the sentence, Lai, his wife and other relatives burst into tears. Take care of yourself, his mother told him. I will wait for you. A green group says it's concerned that a proposed development on the edge of Tai Lam Country Park will set a bad precedent. The Town Planning Board has received an application to turn almost 5,500 square metres of farmland into a columbarium, housing 20,000 niches. The Conservancy Association says trees and wetland in the area were damaged last year in what it suggested was a destroy-first-build-later approach. Campaign manager Ryung says country park buffer zones should be kept intact. The wetland has been dumped with construction waste. And last year, when we visited the site, we spotted some areas have been cleared in a large scale. And some vegetation and trees have been felled also. So we think this kind of practice is a so-called destroy first, build later approach in order to attract more development within this site. The Consumer Council has called on the administration to review safety rules for baby milk powder after it found a toxic substance in 15 types of formula. The watchdog says all of the models it tested contained a contaminant called 3MCPD, which laboratory tests showed could damage kidney functions and the reproductive system of male animals if it's consumed in excess every day. Council spokeswoman Nora Tam says that one type of formula had a level of 3MCPD that exceeded the maximum set by the World Health Organization and European Union. She says that local authorities should learn from international practices. I think among the 15 models we test, not every model will exceed the limit. Uh, therefore, the parents should not be very, very worried about that. Instead, uh, they should pay attention to our result and choose the one with less MCPD. And I think the government not only uh, closely monitor international development, they should also conduct timely reviews and consider introducing this relevant food safety standard regulation to us. Police are investigating the death of a father and son in Saiying Pun in the early hours of this morning. Investigators say a security guard had found a man unconscious in a back alley following reports of noise from residents on High Street. Police later found an elderly man in a pool of blood with two knife wounds in a nearby flat. 
The assistant crime commander for Western District, Sin Kwok Ming, says the men were a father and son aged 78 and 48, who the police think got into an argument. The son, we don't have any information about mental illness. And finally, uh, we don't have any information indicate the family affair comes from Monday the spill. Overseas New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has delayed next month's election to October the 17th after a renewed coronavirus outbreak hampered campaigning. She made the announcement at a news conference. I have decided on balance to move the election by four weeks to the 17th of October. At the end of last week I was advised that this date is achievable and presents no greater risk than had we retained the status quo. A cluster of cases in Auckland has grown to almost 60. Tens of thousands of people have marched through the Belarusian capital Minsk, calling for a rerun of last week's disputed election and for President Alexander Lukashenko to step down. The president has ruled the ex-Soviet country for a quarter of a century and is accused of rigging the election to give himself 80% of the vote. The Belarusian ambassador to Slovakia, Igor Leschenia, cast doubt on the election result. I'm sure that the results are unfair. It does not mean that the incumbent president does not have a more or less solid basis. But looking at these peoples in the street, walking along the streets, it's evident that the level of support at least less than 50%. The Speaker of the US House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, says she'll recall the House later this week to vote on legislation which would prevent changes in post office services. Democrats are concerned that the Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, has introduced changes that would affect postal voting in November's presidential election. The top Democrat in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, demanded similar hearings in the upper chamber and called for the removal of Mr DeJoy should he refuse. Call Mr. DeJoy, call the head of the Postal Commission for them and ask them why they're doing these things and see what answers they're getting. And if Mr. DeJoy refuses to appear, he should be stamped return to sender. The first cruise ship to put to sea since operations were suspended worldwide in mid-March has left the Italian port of Genoa. The MSC Grandiosa will visit three Italian ports and the Maltese capital Valletta. Here's the BBC's Mike Sanders. This is a first step towards rebooting an industry that generates an estimated $150 billion for the world economy. For Italy, badly hit by coronavirus, it is particularly important. It ranks seventh among the cruise ship operating nations, carrying more than 800,000 passengers in 2018. MSC Cruises says it has put in place a special health and safety protocol, including COVID-19 tests for passengers and crew before boarding. In financial news, Tokyo shares opened down after official data showed the nation's economy shrank at a record annualised rate of 27.8% in the second quarter. It's the third straight quarter of contraction. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 25,502. That's 319 points up on the previous close. Currency is the US dollar at 106.6 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 18 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars 14 cents. Sport now, here's Atom Chung.
We start with football's Europa League, where the five-time winners Sevilla are through to the final once again. They stunned Manchester United 2-1 in the mini-tournament being played in Germany. More from the BBC's Alistair Bruce Ball. The pain of another semi-final defeat for Manchester United, a third this season, in a game they really should have won, given the amount of chances they created in a whirlwind start to the second half. At that point, it was already 1-1. Penalty king Bruno Fernandes finishing brilliantly from the spot again to give United an early lead. But young Brandon Williams caught out at the back post as former Liverpool man Suso expertly converted a left-wing cross. Then United clicked into gear, but their formidable attacking trident couldn't find a way past Sevilla keeper Yasin Bunu, Mason Greenwood and Anthony Martial twice denied at close range and their profligacy came back to bite them when they were undone by another cross. Victor Lindelof at fault this time as Luke de Jong tucked home the winner. Sevilla once again the masters of this Europa League but Manchester United know they should have beaten them. The Europa League final is set for Friday. Sevilla will play the winner of tonight's match between Inter and Chateau Donetsk. The newly crowned world snooker champion Ronnie O'Sullivan says the pressure of performing at a high level has taken a toll on his mental health. The Englishman claimed his sixth world title at the Crucible Theatre in Sheffield on Sunday, his first since 2013, after a dominant victory over Kyron Wilson. O'Sullivan took seven straight frames on his way to winning 18 frames to eight. You know, I've realised I really struggle with the mayhem and the, and the crowds uh, being at this tournament. I just thought it was just the pressure of the World Championship. Believe me, I, I'm, better, I'm better off without the crowds, to be honest with you, because it's, it's too much pressure. I feel the weight of them wanting me to do well. And up until the final, I just felt, yeah, I felt a bit of pressure, nice nerves, but not to the point where it just... And then for the final, I don't know, like, we both had our supporters, but I preferred it when it was empty, to be honest with you. But that's just me, I just don't deal with... With feeling that I have to deliver and perform, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to do that, you know. Golf and the former world number one Stacey Lewis has won the Ladies Scottish Open after a four-way playoff. A 23-foot birdie putt on the first playoff hole gave the American her first title in nearly three years. And finally, in baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals rookie Roel Ramirez has claimed an unwanted record in his Major League debut by giving up four straight home runs against the Chicago White Sox. Ramirez entered the game in the fifth inning, struck out the first man he faced, then gave up a home run to four consecutive batters. The White Sox scored six times in that inning and they went on to win 7-2. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Health experts and unions warn against closing the Kuwait Chain container terminal despite a major COVID-19 outbreak. There are calls for caution as reports emerge that restaurants will be allowed to open later. And a mechanic is jailed for eight years over blunders that caused a deadly explosion. The news from RTHK. To prevent the spread of disease, make sure all drainage traps contain water. Pour half a litre of water into each drain outlet every week. Check sinks, baths, toilets, and floor drain outlets regularly. If drainage pipes are leaking or blocked, or drain outlets emit a foul smell, arrange prompt inspection and repair by a qualified person. Don't alter drains and pipes on your own. Visit chp.gov.hk for details.
Due to the volatile COVID-19 situation, the public should stay at home and avoid going out, in particular elderly persons, as they have higher risk of severe illness. Family and friends should help them with shopping and other daily needs. If elderly persons must go out, they need to wear a mask and wash hands frequently. Pay attention to the latest situation. See your doctor promptly if feeling unwell, even if the symptoms are mild. Let's fight the virus together.
my phone. 